Hello, and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to introduce to you now. Scott King had literally tried everything to lose weight, including a failed gastric bypass surgery. Scott happened to listen to Vinny Tortorich on one of his favorite podcasts, which we just found out wasn't ours, even though we've hosted Vinny twice on episodes 55 and 243 of Boundless Body Radio. That's okay. Uh, the episode gave Scott hope to try to lose weight one final time. Vinny Tortorich promotes an NSNG lifestyle, meaning no sugar, no grain, which Scott detri- decided to try. He also combined that with another tool, DDP Yoga, and it has become the perfect storm that Scott needed to find sustainable success. He has since gone on to start the Less of Me Success Stories channel on YouTube, which he began with another former guest of the podcast, our dear friend, Robin Dobbins, who we hosted on episode 469 of our show. Their channel is a forum allowing people to share their personal stories of healing using dietary interventions ranging from ketogenic to carnivore, and the intention is to share messages of hope with the community. Along with the new Less of Me Success Stories channel on YouTube, Scott has been sharing his incredible story all over social media for years, including on Instagram and YouTube at Less of Me with NSNG. Scott King, what an absolute honor it is to welcome you to Boundless Body Radio. I appreciate it. Thank you for for having me on. It is so cool to have you on. I actually did not know about your latest project when I reached out to get you on the show. So cool that you're working with Robin. How did the two of you meet? So uh, we, we've kind of known each other from the NSNG community for a while. And then uh, it was about a couple of years ago, we went to KetoCon uh, out in Austin. And uh, at that time, I had the pleasure of uh, meeting her and her husband, Matt. And we just kind of clicked and just headed off and uh, just get along really well. And she's also from Texas, like I'm from Texas, uh, not too far away. Uh, and then in one of the times we met up uh, with uh, some not so subtle encouragement from her husband, uh, she, we kind of got kicked in the rear end to, to join forces together and share our stories and try to encourage people with our new channel we got. That's amazing. I love Matt. He's, he's yeah. so great at that. Yeah, Matt's awesome. Matt is awesome. So I met um, Robin at Low Carb Denver 2023. So I was outside having lunch. And during that conference, I was inviting people to book 10-minute time spots in my calendar where they could be interviewed for a big composite kind of a podcast that I was doing. And I'm eating lunch outside, and I see these three women, and they're eating lunch, and they're clearly part of our convention because they're eating guacamole and chicken wings and bacon and passing it around. So I went and just had a conversation with these three strange women and Robin was one of them. And it was amazing to hang out with her. Um, got to hang out with her in person again at KetoCon this year, 2023, where I got to meet Matt as well. Um, and we went out one night, I didn't really have plans. And Robin was kind enough to invite me out with her and her friends who are all NSNG. Most of them were not even attending the conference. I, I told her, I'll tell you like, dude, the most amazing community. They were so kind and so nice. We had the best time. It was one of the best highlights of my, my year, to be honest. It was amazing. I had a great time that's great yeah yeah they're yeah the whole community has been i've developed some great friends it's so weird like making such good connection and good friendships off of just a way of eating it's kind of kind of crazy but it's pretty awesome it, it is really awesome i think it it speaks to what this way of eating does right like if this were another diet i think people would get fired up about stuff for a month and kind of like you know depart and do other things but when all these people like you said are healing they're getting happier they're they're having amazing right. stories like you it's it's more than just you know like a diet it's it's this thing that like connects us all and makes us all so excited which for people like you and i it's content creation right like nobody's paying us to do this yeah. and it's so exciting we just want to share our stories exactly we just have like it's just 
it's kind of like we've been shown the light when it comes to the proper way of nourishment and, 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 and wellness for your body. And we just want to just, all we want to do is just get it out there as much as we can. I think we all kind of have a passion of just uh, spreading that news to others because I mean, I was so desperate for most of my life to, to hear that. And it took me forever to finally get to that. Um, and I wish I would have heard it a lot sooner so that I feel like once we kind of learn this way, it's almost like, uh, it's excitement for us to get it out there as much as we can. Yeah, definitely. And and the thing I've learned from going to some of these things, you mentioned you've been to KetoCon as well, is like you 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 hear the Sean Bakers and the Ken Berries and all the superstars in our field and they're jacked. You know, Anthony Chafee, like they're all big dudes, they're muscular, they're very fit. You think you're gonna go to this low carbohydrate conference and everybody's gonna be a bikini model, basically, or something. <laughs> right. And and hanging out with this group in particular, this NSNG group, as as we were eating dinner, you see all types of shapes and sizes and all these people that are on the journey. And I, I think of you in the same way, like you're still on your journey. We all are, but look at all the progress that you made. And, and it's, it's easy. I guess it's easy for all of us to judge when we're, we're all kind of in this together and in different places in our own journeys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause by no means am I a small guy. So, uh, like you said, everybody's journeys are different. Uh, and, and that's kind of like what I love about Robin's journey is her was not just weight loss. It was also uh, a, me a mentality aspect of it. I mean, that's which I never knew about uh, prior to really knowing her. So it's just it's just further proof uh, how so much of our ailments, uh, health and mental wise, can be just treated by proper food. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And it's so amazing that we've got different research coming out about new topics as far as low carbohydrate, cholesterol, lean mass hyper responders, of which Robin is one, where when she goes low carbohydrate or carnivore, her symptoms of bipolar drop right out and she's fine and functions great and doesn't even need medication, which is amazing, but her cholesterol goes way up. So that's a really tough right. way to live your life. You got to kind of decide, like, do I want to feel <laughs> bipolar symptoms or do I want to think that my cholesterol is going to be too high and I'm going to die of a heart attack. And so luckily we've got good research that's coming out, helping us understand that phenomenon a little bit better. But yeah, it's so cool to, to kind of think about everybody's journeys and the reasons why they found certain things. And so let's talk about yours. Um, we mentioned that sure. you had a gastric bypass surgery. What led up to that? Like, what was your childhood like? Were you always overweight? Like, was this something you struggled with um, your entire life or something that came on because of an event? Uh, no. So I've always struggled with uh, weight. Uh, I have, there's, Literally never a time in my life where I've never not known uh, weight weight to be an issue. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea, uh, when I was, uh, I think, a freshman in high school, I had to lose, I think it was 8 or 12 pounds or something. This is called 10 pounds being average to be able to uh, wrestle because I was so heavy that I had I was over the limit that they allowed for people to wrestle. And I wanted to say I had to get down to 255, 265 at 14, 15 years old. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, so I've, I've always been a big guy, but then um, a few injuries happened throughout high school. And I think my junior year, junior, later in my junior year, I uh, pretty much had to stop playing sports because of injuries. Um, and then that lack of activity compounded with uh, not changing my eating habits ever, just kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. And by the time I graduated, I was well to the mid 300 pounds. Um, and then just life happens and you start eating like trash. Uh, you're, you live on your own, uh, you know, you just go for the cheapest, uh, food and just, you're not, you're not focused on 
nourishment. You're focused on things that are fun to you. Uh, so I just kept putting on weight, putting on weight, putting on weight. And it got to the point where I was just pretty, pretty much immobile, getting very close to being immobile. Uh, and uh, I think it was about roughly, I think I, ballpark 18 years ago now that uh, I, I got the gastric bypass uh, because it was like a last resort. I've tried Weight Watchers. I tried Weight Watchers multiple times. Um, even tried Atkins with some success, but I really was winging it. Never really knew what it was all about. Uh, and I just was kept kept being told that a gastric bypass was like the answer, the be all end all. It's going to be the key to your success, and you'll never have to be concerned with weight again. And uh, so I do know the day of my surgery, they weighed me as I was getting ready for surgery. I was at five fifty two, um, and you know, with like gastric bypass does, it worked. I got I got down to just under three hundred pounds. Um, I floated for the most part, maintained around three to three fifteen, which is not small, but compared to where I was, was pretty small. Uh, and then, like everything else, it just started coming back and coming back and coming back. And uh, I kind of fast forward to, you know, now being a family guy, married, and everything like that, and realizing now I am pretty much where I was before trying to have the gastric bypass surgery again and getting denied uh, for another surgery because, which is funny because uh, I thought that was the answer, the keto at all, but it clearly wasn't since I was seeking it for the second time. So, I mean, that's kind of a ridiculous thought right there. Mm. Um, yeah. So that was roughly, that puts me right about 2018 ish. Um, I had no clue how much I really weighed. Uh, it wasn't until uh, after losing some weight, I was clearing out my closet and realizing I was wearing the same size clothes as I was pre-gastric uh, pre bypass, which was like a 62 to 64 pant, size pant and a 7XL shirt. Um, and so uh, like Vinny likes me to tell the story on this podcast is up. Uh, so my I'd heard about Vinny on uh, the Adam Carolla podcast, but Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew podcast. It sounded like keto. I don't know what a macro is, so I knew I would fail like within a day. Um, I'm just not a figuring out kind of person. Uh, and uh, so we were sitting on the front porch, and at the time, my two and a half year old daughter uh, darted for the street. Uh, I'll start off with saying, luckily, nothing happened to her. She was fine, but she was already at the street before I could even manage to get out of the chair, let alone be able to run after her and keep her safe. And it was a, a it was a gut punch right there, realizing that my health was so poor that I could not even do the basic function of protecting my kids in that way uh, because I was just so so bad, so unhealthy. So I gave the guest, or I'm sorry, I gave the uh, NSNG a try. Uh, I had no scales that could weigh me. So I didn't know who was working. I would say after a few months, my wife made a collage. I didn't even know collages existed back then, but my wife made a collage uh, of a side-by-side -side of me before and current, and there was a significant difference. So, I mean, I had no scale numbers to prove that because I was still too heavy for a scale, but I was, it was the first time I've seen anything actually working. Uh, so from there on, I was, I was all in, man. I, I, I knew it was working. I was feeling better. 
uh, from gastric bypass, I, I developed uh, hypoglycemia, which was like an everyday issue. But once I, literally the second I started NSNG, it's been a non-factor. Wow. Uh, so just that feeling of not feeling, I thought it was normal when you eat to want to sleep after every single meal. Uh, and having consistent energy throughout the day was just an amazing feeling. So great. So, yeah, so we kind of just kind of took off from there. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, I've got some questions then. Um, going back to the foods that got you to the weight that you got at. I'm pretty sure myself and the listener probably already assumes what those foods are, but in hindsight, ultra processed foods, can we just say, is probably a lot of sugar and a lot of things that came in po- packages and boxes and bags and cans. Absolutely. Man, absolutely. It's funny that you even say that because I even had a coworker the other day asking me, what did a normal meal look like for you at your heaviest? And I remember, this is pathetic, but I remember I would go to McDonald's and get a, a, a double quarter pounder with cheese, supersize, uh, with a 20-piece nugget, and then another hamburger for the drive home while I was waiting to go eat all that crap. So, I mean... I, I, man, it's embarrassing to even think about it. But at the time when you're in the middle of it, you, you know, you're not doing great, but when you're in the middle of it, it's not that bad. It's just your reality. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So again, on that note, like I've got a client who claims to say she's doing better with her diet, but she does the diet soda or yeah, she does diet Coke every single day. And she'll tell me that she'll drive to different gas stations. So she's not always going to the same place. And I've heard other food addicts say the same thing that they'll go to maybe the different McDonald's. Did you notice any uh, like of that kind of like addictive behavior in hindsight? Absolutely. And, and this goes back to the the gastric bypass time is that People would say, oh, my wife would say, maybe you're like, an, uh, or my wife now was reflecting back on the past, say maybe you're uh, uh, an emotional eater or something like that. I'm like, that's stupid. There's no such thing as emotional eating. You're just, people are just fat. You know, that's all it is. And uh, I remember I had a really stressful day at work one time. I'm not joking. I was in the, I mean, this is fresh off a of gastric bypass. So I could, I could literally not eat anything. And I pulled into the Wiener Schnitzel parking lot into the drive-thru and I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? I can't even eat anything. And it was like a, it was like a, a non-thought, you know, a subconscious thing that happened. And I was like, Oh crap. I think I'm not going to tell her that she was right. But uh, I think my wife was right. She, she was onto something here, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it was just, yeah, it's weird. There's a lot linked to the, the poor eating. I, I just knew it never associated it with. Yeah. Well, you hear all the time, like, how did I let myself get to that point? How did I let myself get up to that amount of weight? And I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it's, I don't think it's very easy when you're in the middle of it, when it's easy to have another day like yesterday and another day like yesterday and another day, and they just stack on each other in this period of time as you're gaining before the surgery, how many times did you consciously think like, okay, I have to do something about this. I need to start a diet. I need to do something like, did, did you, you know, oh, all, all the, the time, time. Okay. all the time. And, but this is so stupid. I remember, I remember very vividly one time thinking, okay, this, for real, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this Weight Watchers everything I can. Um, I need to come up with a perfect game plan. I'm going to order a pizza and I'm going to sit down and really make tomorrow happen, which is the stupidest thing. I'm like, and you know, I'm just going to order the pizza. Then I'll have pizza, I'll have food for the rest of the, the week, you know, for lunches. And I sat down 
making my perfect weight loss plan and ate a whole entire pizza planning this. I mean, so it was like a constant, it was a constant lie I had it with myself all the time, like tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. There was, there was a thousand tomorrows. Yep. You know, yeah. Well, it is uh, at the time of recording the very first day in January. So it's a great day for memes on social media about right. diets and stuff like that. And I always see every year the, the funny uh, food prep one where it's it's got the pizza in seven slices and seven different containers for <laughs> like one for the week. I know what would happen to me. I would do the same thing. I would eat one piece and then I'd eat another piece and I'd be pretty set. And then I'd eat another piece and I'd be like, okay, I'm really done. And then I'd eat another piece and then I'd eat another piece. And then I'd come back a few later and a few you know hours later and eat the rest. Like I I can't stop myself. I really respect people who can moderate. I can't do it. It sounds like that would be the case for you as well. I can't moderate at all. And uh, I've said before, um, one of the big things is, is you have to have a, a, a heart to heart with yourself and really identify who you are. Uh, uh, again, going back to Vinny uh, with NSNG, he, he, he said before that you can't take an alcoholic and just say, oh, here, just 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 one one sip of beer, one sip of alcohol, and you'll be okay. You have to treat it the same way. I I know what my triggers are, and I can't dabble with them. I, I just I just I can't uh, because what made me I, I truly feel like after I've gained my weight back from gastric bypass is that uh, I I swear I felt like I just wanted to try a piece of cake, like just try it. Like oh, I haven't had cake in a while. I've been doing so good at this. I could reward myself with this cake. And I swear all I did was taste a piece of cake and I blinked my eyes and I was back up over 500 pounds. It seemed like, I mean, it truly seemed like it. So now I know this it's, it's yes, it could be good, but it's not that good. It's not just that good. stay away from it. Just yeah. it's, and also it's weird now. Now I also have excitement and simplicity. I, I, I almost, I get excited when I make something and I'm like, wow, that is two ingredients. That is a cool thing. You know, I don't know why I'm getting old and dumb things entertain me. No, I love that. That's great. I had a meal earlier today that was called eggs and the ingredient was eggs. <laughs> right. It's great. Yes. Oh, that's my staple. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, um, you made an awesome appearance on the low carb, um, low carb MD podcast with Tro and Brian, uh, really great. You had a technical difficulty somewhere in the beginning where you cut out for a little while. Um, but it actually was cool because it gave Tro an opportunity to talk about something I really didn't know that much about different versions of that gastric bypass surgery. And he was able to describe the three or four different ways it was done, like lap bands and the version that you had, which I, I'm forgetting the name, but do you know much about like what you were getting and what the idea was behind it? For the most part, uh, I, I probably know like the cliff note version of it. So I believe mine was called, I'm going to probably pronounce it incorrectly, but like the ruin Y. I think that's what it is where like, there's a band, some of them are banned, some of them are this, but like, this is one where they completely bypassed part of my stomach and my intestine and stuck it to the side. And now I have a new stomach. Uh, so yeah, that, that was a type I had, uh, which was at the time, definitely more of a, an involved one. As a matter of fact, I was so heavy. I had to drive three hours away to go see a specialist. That's not only did surgeries on, overweight people having gastric bypass, but the really overweight people having gastric bypass. Wow. Yeah. So Re recovery yeah. from that must've been tough. It, it, I recover remarkably well from surgeries, but uh, just the recovery in the sense of learning um, how I was now, 
uh, it was weird because all they all they really had to do is just check off the boxes. Oh, psych evaluation. Okay, this. I was not truly prepared. It was just you needed to check off these boxes and um, good luck. Yeah. So, so when you're getting the procedure done, is there any education involved? Are they telling you like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. You now need to eat this certain way. Even if it was like inaccurate information, did they, did they talk to you about what your nutrition would be like afterwards? Uh, they talked about it in the sense that my doctor was good in the sense that he did say he wanted me to focus on, uh, you know, I'm not gonna be able to eat much at all. So what you do eat, you want to focus on more protein rich foods, which I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, like every other doctor seems like that does those surgeries also says, Oh, by the way, I have this protein shake that we sell. If you are interested in it. Nice. nice. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, so later uh, down the road, me being the cheap person I am, I just thought, Oh, I could make my own protein shakes, save tons of money. I was just, they were just desserts in a, in a, in a bottle. That's all it was with some protein powder. Um, but yeah, so there wasn't a whole lot of education other than the fact, like the, the basics of, I mean, yeah, use your brain to get as much protein as you can, since you're not taking in that much. Yeah. It's, it's all just so ironic to me. Ed Tro made the same point on low carb MD. It's like, th- we're, we're seeing the same kind of thing happen with bariatric surgeries. We're seeing with these new medications that are getting really, really popular for weight loss. It's like they're designed to make your stomach feel more full. And so I think it's right. awesome that your doctor said anything about protein to begin with, because if you want to make right. yourself, yeah, if you want to make yourself feel more full, then eat protein. It's satiating. Like you eat eggs and you eat them until you're really full. You're not going to be hungry very often. You could do the exact same thing that some of these things have without side effects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it would have saved me. It would have made him zero money if he would have just said, eh, let's not have the surgery just eat this to begin with. But it was a different time back then. And I guess, uh, you know, maybe they needed to add an extension to their house and I was paying for it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So you're on the original trajectory of losing weight. You got the surgery done. You're feeling Mm -hmm. good. The feeling good. I'm assuming that part had to come to some kind of an end. Like even though you're losing weight, I'm guessing at some point you started feeling pretty crappy. So yeah, with that, I thought I, a lot of this, I just chalked up to coincidence in the beginning because I just thought, oh man, I must be sickly this year or something like that. Um, there were so many times I would eat breakfast or my shake or whatever it was, and I'd be heading to work and I would feel horrible, barely stay awake. I'd start breaking out in sweats and I'm like, man, I'm getting the flu or something. What's going on here? And I never miss work for being sick, but I, it was becoming quite consistent. And it was several, several, several months down the road uh, that my uh, primary care physician started telling me to, you know, let's start, start checking your blood sugar levels. And that's when we determined um, from the gastric bypass, I got hypoglycemia, uh, which was, that was just the, the effects of hypoglycemia is what I was feeling when I thought I was being sick all the time. It's just that and I'm not super educated on hypoglycemia still, but it's from what I know, like we're, almost like reverse diabetes uh, where I just crap out on my sugars and just sometimes and have passed out before from it just uh, by eating high sugar carb, high sugar or high carb foods uh, just floors me. It just absolutely floors me. So I still had not gained the weight back at the time. So I was like, ah, gastric bypass is still not bad. I still am happy. I got it. Um, now I just have to kind of be more mindful of how I eat, even though I wasn't. 
Um, and then I started having other problems. Uh, I've had my intestines kink three times now, which is so you get you could your intestines can kink. You're, you're more likely to have your intestine kink uh, from having gastric bypass. Once it kinks the first time, it is it increases the chance of it happening again. Oh my goodness! So yeah, which sounds as pleasant as it sounds, uh, <laughs> or is as pleasant as it sounds, and it revolves going to the hospital, going into surgery, and fixing it, and here we go again. Uh, so at this point, I'm kind of thinking, eh, maybe maybe gastric sucks, but I'm still not heavy yet. But then the weight starts coming on and won't stop and won't stop and I've stretched my stomach out. I could eat the same amount, same garbage, everything. And now I'm kind of like, well, what, what the heck? What was this all for? Now I'm back up to the same way. And I got these now health issues along with it. I could have just been better off if I never had it. So it would have been less of the health issues that that was that came from the gastric bypass. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy about the kinking. I've never heard of that before. And that can't be, uh, can't be too fun. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, once it happens, you'll know exactly what's happened in the second and third time. Cause there's no question. It's a very unique oh sensation. Goodness. And yeah, like I think the third time I literally called up the ER and said, Hey, I'm heading down. This is what's going on. All right. We'll have to check you out. No, trust me. It is 100% what's going on. Oh, we'll test you out. And sure. I go in there like, Oh, Hey, you're, your intestines can, yeah, I could have saved you time and money. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I don't like it when my hose kinks in my front yard and there's water passing through there. So I'm just going to say it sounds slightly yes. less pleasant to have that happen. That's crazy. Okay. So magic wand, let me time travel back to the time that you wanted mm -hmm. your second one. I got this procedure done. I lost all this weight. Amazing. Now I gained all this weight back. That sucks. What if I said, okay, Sure, Scott, you get the second one now. What do you think would have gone differently? Like, what was your mindset as you were asked? Do you think you would have eaten differently? Did you think it was a willpower problem? Like, what What if you would have gotten the second one? Uh, going into it, I kept telling my wife and myself, oh, I, I know what I did wrong. I know what I did wrong. The second one, I will be successful because I know what I did wrong. The reality of it is I'd be trying to get the third gastric bypass now. Uh, if I had the second one, it's just, I still was not, I kind of knew I just, I was going to try to moderate myself better, not, not eat, not eat, uh, nutrient dense food or the proper food, just, just modulate or moderate myself, which that's never worked ever in my entire life. Um, so yeah, I guarantee it would have been another waste of surgery, pleading with insurance to get a third one, thinking that that would be the solution and I'd be constant, you know, never any circle. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we come up, we're getting to the time that you heard this podcast with Vinny Tortorich, amazing dude. Um, really love him and his work and SNG, no sugar, no grain. The thing I love the most about it is its simplicity. It doesn't say what to yes. eat. It says, don't eat these two things. It's, it, it doesn't say seed oils. It doesn't say polyunsaturated fats. It doesn't say, you know, have moderate your carbohydrates. It just says, don't eat sugar and don't eat grain. Whatever is left, knock yourself out with. What was it? Is that what kind of caught your attention? It sounded like you were never going to tr track anything. And so was that the best message for you to hear? Absolutely. I do so much better with just tell me what I cannot do and what I can do. You know, I always joke around saying I'm married. I take real, I take, I take uh, instructions very well. <laughs> I don't mean it to be a joke. It's, it's, I, I just, I, I do better that way. Yeah. Just give me a list. And it was literally that is just a list. 
oh, here's the 60 plus names for sugar. Okay, now I can identify that. Here's what I should not eat. Okay. It still sounded too good to be true, honestly. They're like, there's there's zero chance this will work because, well, I can eat eggs, I can eat meat, I can eat bacon, I can eat chicken, I can eat fish. I like that stuff. This is not gonna work. I where's where's the deprivation? And I saw no deprivation in that. And I just knew it could not work. It's impossible. Well, it's really not that impossible when you eat real food. Uh it's I, I you know, I started it and Everyone talked about the keto flu type thing, and I didn't really experience it too bad. Um, I just wanted to go all in, and I did see that, uh, you know, a you know, easing your way into it just prolonged everything from what I saw. So I just jumped in, and I want to say it about two to three weeks in is when it really started clicking. Like, oh, okay, I get it. the the biggest thing was wrapping my head around it because, you know, at the time. I was what 40, 40, 41 years old when I first started NSNG. And it was erasing a lifetime of incorrect information. So it was that was the hard part. You know, once I fully accepted it and it started making it was my new normal, is when I was really on board. And I realized a lot of people ask me, you know, ask me questions. Uh on the on the face group facebook group page and everything there's because they're struggling in the very beginning and it's because they're still trying to get their brain to wrap around it and i keep telling them trust me it's going to click you're going to get it and this is the most simple way of eating around i mean it is that's what i love about it is just the simplicity yes i got that list i know what not to eat but now it it literally can't be more simple i i I get irritated. I just didn't know about it well before. It, it was, it's, it was, I always tell Vinny, it's like being where I was before, it's like you felt like you needed a secret password to get into this club and you just didn't know what it was. And all of a sudden, someone gave you that secret password and you're like, oh, that's all I needed to do. That's now it makes sense. Now I'm in here. This has been here and, the whole time. You guys didn't tell me. Right, the code? Yeah. Come yeah. On. Nobody told me about this. <laughs> Losers. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. Right. Okay. So it, it occurs to me, I think if I were to go up to most people and say, don't eat sugar and don't eat grain, I don't know that most people would be terribly surprised by that. I think at this point, like most people, I'm, I'm sure maybe you knew the sugar, probably not great. Eating lots of bread from grains, probably not, right. not the best things. I think the real like mind flip is like when you then sit down and say like, okay, well those are out. So now what do I have? And you just lost like 80% of the grocery store. And now you're hearing like eggs are good. Like red meat's good. Like I'm going right. to die. If I have burger patties every day, I'm going to die. If I have eggs and bacon for breakfast, like, is that the harder thing to like come around on? That was very hard to come around on, not to mention just on myself, uh, adjusting to that, but, Everybody that knows what you're doing in your in your circle says the same thing. Like, oh, this is I'm I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. I know you're losing weight. It seems to be working for you, but this is impossible. It's your cholesterol is going to go up. Your blood pressure is going to go up. It, you're, it's just it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. And I laugh. I mean, I, I appreciate the concern, but those people are also stuck in a old, old way of thinking, and. Every single person that had voiced that concern to me, uh, I'm now significantly healthier and smaller than two. So um, 
And now a lot of them are saying like, oh, well, tell me about it. What is it that you, you know? So there's that, there's that, that part of it. But yeah, it, it is, uh, I mean, I'm 46 years old. So I grew up seeing commercials all through the 1980s saying, don't eat eggs. Don't consume more than three eggs a day because it'll give you high cholesterol. Or no, sorry, three eggs a week because it'll give you high cholesterol. And I'm like, man, I could, I eat a chicken coop a day almost. I mean, come on. <laughs> I just ate eight. I'm in, I'm in big trouble. I just threw down eight <laughs> right. of them. Yikes. Not good. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that after the surgery, when you had lost all the weight and started gaining it back and were maybe like halfway back up to where you had started with out, out with at, at the first place, I'm guessing those people weren't also there saying, Hey man, I'm really concerned about you're gaining all this weight. They probably did not care whatsoever until you did something that actually did fix your health. No, they, they were on the same page as me. Like, Oh, but you, like the people that would voice anything like I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about you. Oh, oh, don't worry. I'm trying to have gastric bypass again. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Okay, at least you're. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I mean, because it did, because it did so fantastic the first time. So frustrating. So, so yeah, you've got you've got so far to go. But the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Like you, you, you can't you can't lose all that weight so soon. And that becomes so discouraging when you, you think like, Oh my goodness, I've got so far to go. How were you able to get your mentality right to the point that you could say like, yeah, I've got a ways to go, but I'm, I'm just going to get started. I, was that difficult for you? It, it was, I, I procrastinated just getting started for a very long time. Uh, but when that situation happened with my daughter, um, Man, it just killed me. It really did. Uh, I I knew I had to. I knew I could not just give up at that moment. I had to give it one last fight. Um, the fact I didn't know. I, I have three. I have three girls, and uh, I knew what the my, I knew what the outcome was going to be if I kept that trajectory. Uh, I just prayed that it would be quick, and my kids would not have to see me or deal with, I wouldn't have to be a burden on my kids going into a slow, slow death. I just hope, I just hope that it would be a stroke that took me out and I was done and they can get on with their life. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's morbid and it's, it's heavy, man, but uh, it's the truth. That's, that's kind of the, when you're over, when you're that size, that's your reality. And I just didn't want them to see, I didn't want to bring them down with me as long as, you know, I didn't want to bring it down with me. I just wanted it to be over with quickly. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just, I just couldn't get over that thing. I just, I could not give up that easy. I felt like the gastric bypass, the second gastric bypass would have been the only solution, but um, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe things happen for a reason. And I believe I kept hearing that podcast. I kept hearing Vinny on that podcast for a reason. And it seemed like every, uh, Every excuse was was going away. Like, uh, oh, that sounds like keto. Yeah, keto sounds good, but I don't know what macros are. Oh, I don't have to do macros. Oh, it's just a list. Like, oh crap, I'm running out of excuses here. Uh, so I guess I, I guess I have to just do it. And that's kind of kind of where I was at. I just had to give it one more shot. Wow. Well, I think I know where you're where I'm going with this question, and it's the question is how soon after you started the diet did weight loss become 
almost like secondary. You know what I mean? Like, it, it. yes, you're losing weight and it's awesome. And this is the reason why you started it. But I think we all know once you start down this path, there's other things that happen that are absolutely magical and unexpected. And it's like before long, you almost you don't forget that you're trying to lose weight, but it just is. It's not primary anymore. You notice on your benefits. How long did that take you to get to that stage? And what things did you notice? Now, I'm, this way of eating will really re- reveal how messed up you were before. Um, with you know, uh, while you're in the middle of it, you don't realize it. Uh, real, and I've said it before: when you're in your when you're when it's your reality, you just don't know. It, it's just it's just what it is. Uh, so, yeah, the weight loss started happening, but um, I mean, just so many weird. Well, society would call it weird things we just know it just being the way of eating but like um okay this is kind of gross but i've always had cracks on my feet like gigantic cracks in my heels and everything like that painful 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 they started going away that makes no sense i mean that's the stupidest thing like that makes no sense why would just eating better is what i was thinking why would eating better make my skin better i mean uh so there was that and then um I mean, this might be too much TM or, or TMI, but I don't care. I'm an open book. Uh, uh, when I started, I was early 40s. Uh, and that's kind of the age where your libido starts going away. And uh, I thought, that well, it's, that's the age. That's just it's where I'm at in life. And I started eating properly. And, you know, all of a sudden it started going back up. And that's probably... One thing my wife misses about the old me, she probably would have been fine with the, the old libido because uh, I'm just terrorizing her. But, uh, but uh, you know, just just things like that, like your skin, your your, your libido, just just the health of the, the, I mean, going off, going off of blood pressure medication. Uh, just, I like, before I would have like my yearly physical and be like, oh, Lord, this is going to be horrible. I mean, just learn about how unhealthy I am and I need to change everything. And now I'm just like, bring it on. I'll, I'll pay it out of pocket to have, you know, uh, physicals because when I first started, people were so worried about this unhealthy way of eating, eating eggs, eating bacon, eating meat. They were so worried that I'm just like, fine, I'll pay for it just to shut you guys up. And uh, just seeing blood panels come back perfect and then the doctor's saying like, oh, how'd you do it? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I eat this. Oh, no, no. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, Why not? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, is there anything on my blood work that would tell you for me to change my way of eating? Oh, no, no, not at all. Okay, then I'm going to stick with what I'm doing. So just all the health aspects, just your body. You're just, your body working better. Um, anti-inflammatory, like having having your joints not constantly aching is an amazing thing that she just, again, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with eating. Uh, yeah, no, it really does. Get all that seed oil garbage out and and it, it's, there is nothing, there's not a negative to it. There's just, you constantly see added benefits to it beyond the weight loss, like you said. I mean, it's just like, oh, this is, okay, here's a stupid one. Your fingernails grow better. I mean, that, I've always told my wife that I've always told my wife that, uh, you know, it just, it's just dumb how when your body's properly feel the way it's meant to, everything works better. Uh, it's just the coolest thing. 
It's a great way to say it. Yeah. I, I had a guest on last year and he was talking about his transition over to carnivore and he was talking about athlete's foot and how he always used to get the athlete's foot and that just went away. And I, I didn't do anything on air, but I was like, Holy smokes. Like, yeah, I never get, I used to get athletes fit all the time. I had right. constantly all kinds of different creams. I think he said he was urinating on his feet in the shower, trying to get rid of it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> right, like, yes. I don't, ha- I don't have that anymore. I forgot. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that is another thing. <laughs> I haven't bought a, I haven't bought a spray since before NSNG. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And again, I've heard so many of these and I know you have as well that like you are now at the point where you expect, I expected that answer from you to, to include some weird things that maybe people wouldn't associate that I hear all the time and see all the time. And I think you're right. It is just the proper fuel. And once you get the proper fuel in the body can just work really, really well on its own, which is great. Um, and I also, I also love part of your story has to do with exercise, but you didn't start with exercise. You're talking to an audience in January of 2024. Um, people are going to be gung ho, man. You see all the, all the memes of the gym and it's like the meme of December 31st and the place is empty in January 1st. It's like the, uh, the WWE floor with everybody fighting everybody else and everything with your own personal story. And especially in relation to talking to people who might be starting their own journey at the beginning of the year, when did exercise become a priority to you of something you wanted to do or even felt like you wanted to? It took me a few months of, uh, eating this way uh dropping a little bit um you know keep in mind uh i'm i've mentioned this in the past if i had to go to the grocery store for example on the way home to grab a couple things for home or for the wife or whatever if the list was too long or if i could not get a spot close enough to the building i couldn't do it because i could not get out of my car walk far enough to the store do what I had to do in the store and get back to my vehicle without just being just physically unable. Wow. Um, I was, let me see if you can see that. I was that close to, uh, to riding on the carts. I felt like, I mean, it was just that bad. So at that point, exercise was just living was exercise. I mean, just existing was exercise. Uh, so it took a couple few months. Uh, and then at that time I started hearing, uh, or actually I started hearing on a podcast, but also my brother started doing a DDP yoga or DDPY diamond Dallas page, uh, which is my old wheelhouse when I was a kid wrestlers and everything like that. And he also made a program to where literally, literally you could start it in bed. So I'm like, okay, well, if you could do this while you're in bed, I can at least do something. And, uh, the, this way of eating being so anti-inflammatory and then also now getting your body working better, like with stretches and what they call dynamic movements or uh, just self, you know, uh, just supporting yourself with your own body weight or, or using your own body weight and everything. Uh, my body started working so much better. I mean, I was more flexible. I, I, I could, I could carry my body weight better. And then as I started doing more and more and more of that, I started thinking about like, okay, I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if I could do this. And I tell you what, when, when, when you're feeling good, you desire to just keep pushing it and seeing what, what the next thing is. You, you, you want to become very uh, goal focused, goal oriented, or just challenges. Not even, not even goals. You just want challenges for yourself because I had lived, lived a life 
a, such a sedentary life for 95% of my life that I had a lot of making up to do and I wanted to get out there and just do things. So, yeah. That's awesome. I remember the first time somebody told me about DDP yoga and I was like, the hell is that? I only know of one DDP and it certainly isn't related to yoga. And I'm like, sure enough, it's right. awesome. Um, is it a program that you had to pay for? Or was this all just like free content? This, uh, so he has a few things on YouTube, like, like over free videos, but this is something I did have to pay for. Um, I was one of the earlier guys where I bought like a DVD box set, whatever. And, and keep in mind, I'm also the kind of person uh, back then, I was the kind of person where, like, you brought up yoga to me. That's kind of fighting words. I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> Yoga's dumb. But no, I'm all I'm so sold out on it. It's so awesome, man. That's great. Uh, and, and especially coming from my brother, that's the only way I even, uh, I think the only person that has more hostility towards yoga in the beginning was my brother. And the fact that he was giving me a thumbs up on it, I'm like, okay, it's it's past his approval. Okay. <laughs> I got to check this out. That's great. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the, it, yeah, yoga and coming from the source that it came from was the most ridiculous thing. I mean, a, a crazy WWE, WWF wrestler guy talking about yoga, just I'm like, all right, well, you kind of check off all the boxes. You're a wrestler and okay, I'll try it. But yeah, it was a, I was early guy at the DVD box set. And then he now has an app that you could do on a monthly subscription. That's cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Even then I did just, just to say like, there's so many resources out there. You had even the investment that you made was probably relatively small when you compare it to the benefits that you were getting. And I love the tip. I think the listener will really appreciate that to make sure that when you're changing your diet, don't worry about the exercise so much in the beginning that will come wait until you really want to do it. Wait until you want to challenge yourself. Um, like you mentioned, I think that's a really, um, cool tip. Um, you also got into triathlons. That's pretty, um, awesome. I do have to say as a cyclist, the swim and the run are completely unnecessary. If you want to mess up a really, really, really good sport, add two terrible things on either side of it. Right. You'll totally ruin the sport. Yeah. I, 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 one of my favorite shirts is, is a shirt that says triathlon. Why suck at one sport when you can suck at three? And I was like, <laughs> I love it. perfect. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I picked the worst sport to get into. It's the least flattering with clothing. Uh, there's just, yeah, it just became a challenge of like, I've always kind of thought it was neat and I've always loved bikes. I I love anything two wheels. I'm a motorcycle guy. I'm a bicycle bicyclist. So I just kind of, for some reason, gravitated, gravitated toward it. And I did my first, um, uh, small one locally and I felt so out of place. Come on, a triathlete, no. Uh, and it was the coolest, most amazing community of people I've ever seen. Uh, just the more, it seemed like the more it looked like you should not be there, the more encouragement that you got from everybody. And it, it became something I really got into. Uh, yeah, so. So yeah, I, I've set goals of uh, just kind of building up on that. Yep, and I'm, I'm going to give you one more platform to announce your 2025 goal, so you can't bail out of it. it makes you even more committed to it. What what's going on in 2025? Right. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to jump right into it, but I'm going to build up to my goal is to do the uh, Texas uh, full Ironman in 2025, uh, April of 2025. And now that we're in 24, 
it seems a lot more real. Uh, when, it's, when you're still in 23, it's, ah, yeah. Now, now that it's right around the corner, it's a lot more real. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first time I did a triathlon, I've always thought that the full Ironman was so cool. I mean, it's just like, to me, the epitome of like, dude, that that's for real. That is just nuts. Uh, you know, so the full Ironman, 2.4 swim, 112-mile bike, and a full marathon, 26-2 run. Um, and I, yeah, I just think it's the, the neatest thing, not just that, but I also feel like, uh, like we said in the beginning, we kind of do this to, to get the message out about this way of eating and just to encourage others. And I think I come from a different platform of, uh, I'm not a guy that lost 10, 15, 20 pounds on this. I'm, I'm a guy that was on a brink of death. 550 pounds have lost 300 pounds. So I know what hopelessness feels like more than most people. Um, and I just want to do this and complete this. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to get any crazy rankings. I want to complete it is all I want to do because I want to see, I want for someone that was in the same boat as me to say like, dude, this guy did it. Why, why can't, why can't I just lose some weight? This if this dummy did an Ironman, why can't I just lose 50 pounds? It's it's not it's not that hard. I'm just trying to get it out there, man, and just to inspire people just to change their life. You're you're you might be in a rut, you might feel like you're stuck, but your story's not over with. You can rewrite it at any second. It says you need to get up off your tail and and, and put it to action, man. And that's just that's just what I want to do, is I really just want to get that out there. I'm nobody special at all. I have very little willpower, if at all. I just got the proper information, and that's all our community wants to do is relay it to you. It's just, here's the key. Here's the key. You could do it. It's not that difficult. So, I love that. That is absolutely yeah. beautiful. It's so cool. Congratulations on that goal. Um, one of my favorite stories is of uh, Dave McGillivray, Dave McGillivray, excuse me, who was the organizer of the Boston Marathon. He's got a great story of the first time that he ran it and a promise he made to his grandpa that he was going to finish this race and he wasn't able to finish it. And his grandpa taught him the, the lesson that that basically said, like, you didn't earn the right to complete this marathon. You need to earn the right to do things in life. And and so he trained very heavily that year. And the next year after his grandfather's had passed away, he was just about to give up when he realized that he was sitting by the cemetery right where his grandpa was, was buried. And he remembered the promise that he made that he prepared for this. And so he got up and finished the race. It's an amazing story. I get chills thinking about it every time. And I, yeah, I think that's, that's the same, awesome. the same thing. Like, like to say you're going to do an Ironman in 2025, that's, that's great. That's awesome. But People are only going to think about that one day in 2025. They're not going to think about you in February of 2024 on a Tuesday morning at 530 in the morning when you've got a set swim that you have to do and a Thursday in the afternoon when you would really love to go home and relax, but you've got a tempo run to go do. Like they don't see all the work that goes into that. And you really do have to earn the right to even consider something like that. So I think that is absolutely wonderful and such great advice for the people out there. Let's wrap this up with some tips. Again, we're in this great time of the year where lots Lots of people are getting motivated as you're looking back on your story, where you were, the things that helped you. What what advice do you give people who want to get started with this? Um, what are things that run into, problems they have? What are some of the best tips and tricks that you would give them? Uh, yeah, so I got a couple. Um, with this way of eating, 
if you're just getting started on it and you're getting overwhelmed, trust me, you're overcomplicating it. It is not difficult. I did. I'm guilty of that. It is truly as easy as it comes off as. Stop trying to look into it and and making it more difficult than it is. That's that's step one. Uh, and step two is again, everyone's journey is different. Um, you got to set small goals. If I look, you know, if I started on day one and said, "Here's my end goal. This is where I want to be," I would have never finished. I would have never started. It was just too overwhelming. Uh, Man, my first goal was just to see a number on the scale, uh, just not have it not say error on it. And then uh, it, it read it read a weight. And then my next goal is I want to see a three in front of that. And then just set small goals, little small achievable goals. You will be surprised before you know it, they add up. I mean, everyone's goals are going to look different. But when I just wanted to not see an error on the scale, and that was my first goal, I did not think that there would be a, a point in my future that I have a goal of a freaking Ironman. That would have been the <laughs> dumbest thing I could, you could have ever thrown at me. Uh, they add up, set small goals. Don't, don't look at the big picture. You're going to get overwhelmed. Just, just small goals be in the moment. Yep. That's fantastic. Um, when I was first getting started in this, I told people that I was kind of like a foodie and I've been in the fitness and nutrition space for a while. And so we, we have been cooking recipes and, you know, buying lots of ingredients. I used to tell people I love shopping, you know, five, six times a week. I love making new things and trying new recipes. Turns out I don't love any of that. I don't even like it. I just like to have my food, have delicious, simple options and, and, and have that done. So again, for people, when they're getting started, you're mentioning, keep things simple. Give us an example example of some of the meals that you have that do have like one or maybe two ingredients. So I'm with you uh, beginning. I was like, Oh man, I, I kind of like, I'm kind of a good cook, but I, I made it complicated. I made, I made approved dishes, but you're not going to do that all the time, man. Dude, the greatest, <laughs> my go-to simple go-to don't sleep on a hamburger patty with a couple fried eggs on top of it, man. That is, the egg in general is just one of the greatest, most perfect foods around. You throw a little bit of a hamburger patty, couple fried eggs. You want to get crazy, salt and pepper. I mean, if you want to stretch, maybe that's four ingredients, including the salt and pepper. It's simple. It's good. You're going to be full. It's. I I never thought that you could lose weight eating fried eggs and a burger. I mean, that's ridiculous. But yeah, it just. As simple as that, and you know, I've uh, we've got one of those flat top griddles out in the outside and everything. Make a ton of them. Make a ton of patties in there. Put them in a ziploc. Have have proper foods ready to go at all times to prevent you from just snacking on something wrong. Yep. Uh, that that that's very helpful as well. Yep. And an egg. How hard? How how long does it take to fry up an egg? Come on. <laughs> Not long. And they're so worth it. Just like you, like I'll have them as my first meal of the day. And already by dinner, they're like starting to sound good again with some sliced up tri-tip yeah. or some burger patties, like you mentioned. Ooh. So, so good. Um, and easy and fast and very inexpensive. And you know, mm -hmm. people want to pay attention to things like quality and grass fed and organic, like you can, but it's not required. You don't need any of that. Right. Do this on conventional eggs. Um, and, and another thing that I feel like people get really hung up on is they may be bought into the different foods, but they still have 
um, real, strand, like strong reservations to like truly eating to satiety. We're so programmed to think like, oh, I, I could eat another burger patty, but I've already had two. Isn't that like way too much? I already had like three eggs. Like it's kind of a lot. Like I'm a little bit worried. Like how, how do you help people kind of deal with that um, initially when they think like, oh, I don't know, I'm, I think I'm eating too much. For uh, like I said in the beginning, be honest with yourself. You know, don't there. There's a difference between satiated and stuffed. Don't you don't need to stuff yourself. You don't need to be uncomfortable. Just it, 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 we go back to simple. Just think about it. Am I hungry? No. Okay. We're we're good. We're good. Am I hungry? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's maybe eat a one more egg or something like that. It's again simplicity at, at its finest it's just as simple as that don't gorge yourself don't get stuff don't make yourself uncomfortable just am i hungry or not that's all you got to think about yeah perfect i love that well tell us about your new project um the success stories project the less of me success stories project um that you have on youtube uh you guys are just getting started what what is your goal yep. with that so yeah we uh we, we're doing it every other thursday 7 p.m uh central time and it is, as of right now, it's a YouTube channel where people could watch it uh, and also go on. And uh, you're talking to the least tech-savvy person in the world. So uh, I know that there's a chat. You can go on and ask questions for the guests that we have on. So we're having a, a new guest every week uh, that has had success, less than me success stories, uh, has had success of this way of eating, whether it be NSNG, whether it be carnivore or some sort of keto, something like that. Uh, and then just share their story, what they did, uh, helpful hints like we're doing right here. But yeah, uh, and you can ask them real time, uh, you know, what they have done. And we're trying to get an audience base. We're literally on our second show. So uh, I don't, I, what, are they, what do the kids call it? Smash it or something like that? Uh, <laughs> like it, subscribe it, whatever you do on YouTube. But yeah, uh, as of right now, it is just every other Thursday uh, and just a YouTube channel. But we, if the need uh, comes, we will go further from there. Cool. That's awesome. I loved the format, frankly. I've never done that live format where you're getting questions asked you as you're going. And I wondered if that would come across as like a little bit distracting or if it would like take you off topic. And the people that were writing in questions were writing in really, really good questions. Um, especially the episode that, that you were hosted by Robin. People were asking great questions. They made a podcast host really jealous. Like, I, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was pretty clever. Uh, Robin and her husband definitely came up with that thought. Um, and they kind of morphed. So we used to have a, a clubhouse uh, a while back. So um, nobody seemed to be really big fans of that app. But so we kind of morphed it into a clubhouse slash show type thing, uh, trying, to, trying to get the best of both worlds. Oh. And we'll see how that works. I, I think it's great. I hope you continue doing it. It's just one of those things that you have to be consistent with it. You just start with yep. something and you put it out there and you keep going. And I think you're the perfect person to be able to do that because you did exactly that with your weight loss journey. You were not based on, you were not focused on the outcome. You were focused on what you could do that day. And you just let it lead you to now having a goal of doing a full Ironman. That is just so awesome. You've already done this, but for just one more time, anybody who's out there who thinks it's too far gone for them. They weigh too much. They've tried this before. It didn't work. They feel like a failure. One more time. What would you say to that person? Man, it's not as hard as you think. Set small goals, 
don't look at the don't look at the end of the trail don't look at the long scheme of things one goal at a time little goals they add up you will be surprised it's awesome. Scott King, this has been an awesome conversation. I've certainly learned a lot and I feel very inspired. And I know our listener will feel that way as well. Where can people go to find you and connect with you and your work? Uh, I'm on uh, pretty much all social medias, primarily Twitter or yeah, we'll just call it Twitter still. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at less of me with NSNG. Awesome. We will link to that in the show notes. I'm the same way. I'm calling it Twitter until the end. Like I, I'm not getting on board yeah. with this X thing. Um, that's great. So again, we'll link that in the show notes. Uh, best of luck with all the training that you're going to need to do. I've taken many people through Ironman triathlon training, and it's no easy task. Um, so good luck with all of that. I think you'll have an amazing day, an amazing race, and have an amazing journey to get there, which is real where the real like gold is. I think in something like that. But um, yeah, again, thank you for everything that you've done for being the cur- for having the courage to want to talk about and share it all around, including with us today. We're just really so grateful for you and for your time to come on our show. So thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. And this has been another episode of Balanced Body Radio. Thank you so very much for continuing to listen to Boundless Body Radio. As 2023 has come to a close and we're starting another new year in 2024, I always try to reflect on not only the direction that we want to go in the future, but also how much we have grown in this last year. Our podcast has now generated well over 400,000 downloads from all over the world, and it's all thanks to fantastic listeners like yourself. I hope you are as excited for the new year as we are around here. The lineup of guests that we have coming up is absolutely staggering, and we're always striving to bring you the best content from the most amazing people in health, nutrition, and wellness. Remember that you can always head on over to our website to book a complimentary 30-minute session with us at myboundlessbody.com. On our homepage, there is a book now button where you can select a time to speak with us about your health and fitness plan, especially for the new year. We've absolutely loved chatting with so many of you out there to bounce ideas off each other and try to come up with plans to help you achieve specific goals. And seriously, I really do mean this. Even if it's just to say hello and introduce yourself, we absolutely love connecting with our listeners in the community. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel as well if you want to watch these full interviews and also shorter interviews on more specific topics that are taken from these interviews. We've gotten really great feedback over there, and it's also a really fun way to interact with people who comment. We read and reply to every single YouTube comment we get, so be sure to subscribe to our channel and leave as many comments as you like to keep the conversation going. And of course, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to make sure that the podcast gets out to more listeners. Your five-star ratings and reviews are the best way to support us here at Boundless Body and to support the podcast at Boundless Body Radio really only takes a moment and it's very meaningful to us. Cheers to 2024 and thank you again for listening to Boundless Body Radio.